Hello and welcome to another Expert Insights show. Each show, your host Donna Hansen interviews an expert on the latest trends, ideas, philosophies and approaches that impact on productivity, performance and profit both in business and personally. And now, here's your host, Donna Hansen. Hello and welcome to this Expert Insights show. I'm Donna Hansen. In this Expert Insights show, we speak with Debbie Peterson about unlocking mental roadblocks to increase productivity. But before we say hello, let me tell you a little bit about her. Debbie has worked in a variety of corporate positions in her career, including roles in administration, project management and investor relations. In her last position as business administration director, Debbie was selected to participate in a training program for neuro-linguistic programming, also known as NLP, which is described as a behavioral technology, a set of guiding principles, attitudes and techniques about real life behavior. Debbie works with organizations to engage their talent and achieve over-the-top results by providing strategies that unlock mental roadblocks and immediately increase productivity. Hi, Debbie. How are you today? Oh, I'm great, Donna. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you on board. Before we start, can you just give me a little bit of an insight and our listeners a bit of an insight on how you came to be working in this space. You, you said you were selected to participate in a training program um, at the organization you're working with. Tell me a little bit more. Yes, uh, it, several of the uh, management team had been selected to go to the NLP training and at one particular point I, I had approached uh, my boss, who also happened to be the uh, the chairman of the company, and said, you know, tell me some more about this NLP program. And he described it to me, and it sounded really intriguing. And I had asked some of the other people that had gone through it, and finally I thought, well, you know, this is something I want to do. So I went and I made the ask, because you always ask, mm-hmm. and uh, I was, uh, was allowed to go. And so that was kind of the beginning of it all. Mm. Okay, and um, how long ago was that? Oh my goodness, that was about, let's see, that would have been 2007. Wow. Is is when I took the first first course. And, you know, I walked into the course cold, meaning I knew no one, and I really didn't know a whole lot about it, uh, which was kind of a little bit of an anxious place for me to be, but was hooked on it. I mean, it was nine days and literally every night I'm up in my hotel room calling my husband, just, you know, going off like a chatterbox, telling him about everything that I had known, you know, everything I'd learned that day. So uh, at the end of the course, they said, and, and our next program is master practitioner training. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> so I made the ask again and I got to go and uh, went all the way through uh, trainer's training. So prac was nine days trainers or master prac was 14 days and trainers training was 16 days and it just absolutely took my life and pointed it in a different direction and when I got to the other side of it 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 had been very transformative to me I'm thinking oh my goodness if I can do this then how do I take what I've learned and help other people to do the same if, if they choose, because it is a choice. You're either open for it or you're not. So I guess that just raises a question that I have. NLP has both positive and negative connotations in the market. Tell me about yes, what, you, what you see as the positives. Well, you know, NLP is what you make of it. And I would say that whether it's been uh, is geared towards the positive or towards the negative, it's about intent. 
So just, you know, just like anything else that you use, uh, you've got knives in your kitchen that you can uh, prepare a lovely meal with, or it can become a weapon. I mean, it, it's all about intent. And when you talk about uh, mindset, uh, people can use it for one way or the other. Uh, so for me, the positive of NLP is that it helps you to identify patterns that you are running in your life that are not serving you, that can be flat out sabotaging you. And it helps you to interrupt those those patterns and then create new strategies to go in its place. And that was just, that, that's been huge. It's, it was huge for me. It's been huge for clients that I've worked with. It's been huge for audiences that I've spoken to. So, uh, you know, it, it's something that if you are open and, and willing to take your mindset to the next level, it can have a profound impact in any area of your life. So I, I know, and I'm, ass I'm assuming, and I'm pretty sure it's the same in the US, I know that mental health in Australia is high on the agenda and making sure that mentally we're healthy, um, which mm -hmm. of course is different to having a mental roadblock around something uh, like, like this. So how do you know if a member of your team has like a mental roadblock or something that's stopping them from either achieving their potential or, um, you know, actually even completing uh, their role? How do you know if they've got mental roadblocks? Are there specific signs or words that you'll find they use? Yes, you'll, uh, it, it really comes down to patterns. So you'll see a behavior recurring again and again. They, they kind of get in that place where they're stuck. And, um, you know, you're seeing or hearing the same sort of arguments or excuses, um, you know, the, the same sort of victim sort of uh, mentality. But when it's for self, so that's looking on somebody on your team. But when you're applying it towards yourself, I really tell people to pay attention to how they feel. Because, you know, your body will give you indicators. You know, your mind will give you indicators as to whether things are going right or not. So paying attention to how you feel about things that you're doing, the way that your career is progressing, uh, you know, if you're stuck, uh, you know, if you've got a challenge that you need to work through. And the other thing is language is very, very telling. And that was one of the coolest things about NLP and what I continue to practice today is people will tell you with their language what's going on inside their head. It comes out because it is it is so unconscious that they don't realize the words that they're choosing, but they're choosing them for a reason. So if you are uh, open to listening to the language, to really reading between the lines, so to speak, to understand why they're saying that, you can glean a whole lot more information than with what they're just verbally saying. And I mean, this is such a challenge for for managers and for managing self so I guess everybody is a manager in some way aren't they you know either of a, a team in an organization a manager of themselves or if they have mm -hmm. a family at home you know there's elements of their life that they're managing absolutely and you know the funny thing is that you usually don't um, lack results in each area of your life. You know, usually you're strong in some areas of your life, and there are some areas that you wish that you were a little stronger in. But the, you know, you're able to replicate it. So if you are uh, mentally strong when it comes to health and fitness, and that's an area of life that you're very confident in, but you're not as confident in your career, so to speak. Uh, you know, maybe speaking up or. Uh, in the team environment that you encounter a lot of mental roadblocks and it's impacting your productivity by virtue of the success that you hold in your health and fitness 
breaking that down to, to understand what your patterns and strategies are can be replicated and applied to the other area of life. So, you know, that that success around productivity and, and mental obstacles really requires a fair amount of introspection to understand yourself better. Mm. And that's really what it boils down to with NLP, helped me to understand myself better, helped me to become more the person that I am or that I was meant to be. So this is any of this sort of stuff, being able to look inside yourself and understand how you react and your triggers, etc., can enable you to have the tools to be able to unlock any mental roadblocks you have yourself. So you're, you're self-managing as opposed to in an organisation where you could be relying on, a manager might feel that it's up to them to have to move that person through that mental roadblock. But I guess if I'm understanding correctly, what you're saying is it's about, um, from an organisational perspective, maybe providing your teams with the tools to enable them to be able to manage self so that they can remove their own mental roadblocks because that has the benefit in an organisation of making people more productive um, because they're not stopped by things inside their head that may or may not have um, any substance to them and allow them to move forward. Yes, absolutely. I, you know, what is the old adage about, you know, teaching you to fish instead of, yes. you know, so you can supply. Exactly. And, and so it's the same thing with mindset. If you, uh, as a manager, are trying to fix an employee's problem, it may work in the short term, but it's not in the long term, because then they don't, they have not developed the skills to be able to do it on their own. And then something will happen along those lines again. So, you know, it is, um, difficult as that can be to some sometimes you know from a timing perspective to, to have them learn their own lessons to ha and to give them the room to be able to figure it out on their own as long as they've got the tools it's the better way to go because then they learn to fish for themselves so to speak yeah look that's that's such a great metaphor isn't it because i guess in so many organizations without really realizing it we get they get into the habit of going fix this 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 is what you need to fix yourself so i see that in my area where we talk about productivity with technology uh, you know organizations will send staff off on training courses and the idea is it ticks the box so if someone comes back the question they're then asking themselves is if they can't achieve what they need to achieve they start looking in inside themselves and going well what's wrong with me that I didn't get it or that I don't understand it or that I can't apply it you know and it's interesting that you said that because when I was in my career before I went to the NLP trainings that was exactly the space that I was in I wasn't happy, I was feeling stuck, and I was feeling frustrated. I felt like I was getting the pat-pat, and I just knew, I felt that there was something more for me. And I just turned it in on myself because I thought, well, what's wrong with me that I can't be happy and satisfied in my career? And, you know, unbeknownst to me is that I had a whole lot of limiting beliefs about myself and what I thought I could and could not do. Uh, you know, and when, when people find themselves in that space that, you know, why can't I figure this out? They just, they haven't heard it the right way. It hasn't been put to them the right way. They're afraid to ask questions. And that's that's what they need to do. If somebody says something to you, if it, and especially when it comes to technology, because some people are, are much um, more friendly uh, and able to absorb the new technology than others. They just, it, it's not within their wheelhouse or it's not as easy for them. And, you know, they, they need to be able to ask those questions and have it explained to them in the way that they need to hear it. So it could be that they need a list of instructions and then they can do it. It could be that somebody needs to take them through it and they need to do it a couple of times and then they understand it. But people 
absorb information in different ways. And so that's another uh, responsibility of a manager. And when it comes to communicating with his team and productivity with his team and technology is that everybody learns in different ways. Mm. And so understanding your team enough that you can give them the information they need in the way that they need it. And I guess, too, the, the challenge for managers is they're doing all of that on top of doing what's traditionally been their, their job. So it adds another layer of work, doesn't it? People management, you know, what is it they say? I, I used to hear when I'd, I'd do some customer service training for a, a client, um, it was if it wasn't for our customers, we'd have plenty of time to do things. <laughs> Yes, and it's the same thing with managers and employees. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and it's an investment of time in the front side, but it definitely pays off on um, the back side. So um, knowing how to unblock your own and your team's mental roadblocks is important because it means that um, you're not hitting um, hurdles as you go along and people are able to to manage their own uh, internal dialogue and are able to achieve their goals. Would that be right? Uh, it would be right. And in addition to that, I would also say that, you know, your mental resources, they go where you tell them to. So what you think is what you produce that, you know, what you think is your becomes your actions and your actions become your, your behaviors, your reality. So you literally create the world in which you live in. And not everybody lives in the same world. You know, everybody creates their own reality. So you know, if you're focused on the problem, if you're focused on the I can't, if you're focused on this is such a struggle for me, if you're focused on this is hard or this is difficult or you're looking for excuses, then that's what you're going to find mm -hmm. every time. So, so knowing how to unblock your own and your team's mental roadblocks is huge because you could miss the very opportunities that are going to be the shortcut to get you towards what it is that, that you want to do. And, it, and a prime example of that is a video that's on YouTube. It is called the Monkey Business Illusion. And I don't know if you've ever heard of it, no. but it's a really cool example of how we focus on things and we totally miss other things that are going on around us. And that's how the mind works. You tell it where to go. And if you're focused on the negative, if you're focused on the problem, if you're focused on the roadblock, then you could miss the solution. You could miss the solution that would save money, that would increase productivity, that would generate more sales, that would impact the bottom line favorably. I mean, it, it's huge. Mm. So uh, the first thing's awareness. Awareness of what we're thinking converts to how we act, which converts to how we behave, or the actions we take, which converts to how we behave. Mm -hmm. And which creates our reality, mm. how we experience the world that we live in. Well, clearly, you know, that uh, what you've done there is just elaborate what happens if you do nothing about this. Oh, exactly. You know. Either you're improving or declining. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 Or I guess you could stay the same. But in effect, if you're staying the same, uh, there'll be times where you're you're moving either in a positive or a negative direction. You don't always sit in the one place. Mm-hmm. Because if yes. we did, life wouldn't be uh, life wouldn't be interesting, you know. We, it, we like I'm. I know my kids often ask me, you know, why is this happening to me if it's if it's not so good? And you say, well, you know, the the challenging things happen to you to make you appreciate the good things, and to empower yes. you to be able to deal better with more of the less than positive things. Yes, and I'm an advocate for lessons. You know, people need to, uh, you need to get your own lessons from things that happen to you that are, that are less than favorable. There's something in there for you that you can do differently. 
and you, you know, and even inaction. So you brought up inaction. Uh, you know, there are there are lessons that you can learn with that too, because oftentimes you end up stuck. You don't make any traction. You know, it takes longer. It's time consuming. It's more expensive. So there are things that even with inaction that you can learn from it, and then you take that new information and you apply it, and and you know that's what even incremental is growth. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so so now we recognize the signs and what happens if we do nothing. Do you have a simple process or strategy that could start the actual process of unlocking mental roadblocks for ourselves and our teams? It is so simple. It is so simple, (laughs) Uh, you know, to say, uh, but it's actually very simple to do. I have a phrase that I use, and it, it is just this. What do I want instead? And by asking yourself that question, it automatically reorients you in another direction. Now, you can slip back. You know, it's kind of like housebreaking a puppy. You know, you have to keep taking him outside. <laughs> but uh, and your mind is the same way. You, you know, it's that repetition of um, redirecting your mind that gets you into those habits of it staying where you want it to stay. But asking yourself, what do I want instead? Is, is huge to point you in another direction. And then your your only responsibility then is to figure out the first step. And then that's the beginning of the, of the thread. You know, brainstorming from there, reframing yourself, uh, but asking what you want instead and then figuring out what that, what that first step is. And so, uh, you know, you had brought up technology and you had brought up um, a roadblock or a mental roadblock related to technology. So say you've got... Uh, some sort of new technology that's been brought into your office and you're just really frustrated. You don't get it. Okay, well, how do you want to feel instead? And you ask yourself that and you you say, well, you know, I want to be more confident with it and I want to be able to understand how this works better so that I can utilize it to its fullest potential. So that's the beginning of the thread. You know, I want to be confident and I want to understand it more. And then, you, you know, that's the first step. Okay, where do I go from there? Who in the office really gets this? Who can I go to that maybe they would spend, you know, part of their lunch hour or or break with me to give me a little tutorial on this so I'm understanding it the way that I need to? And but, but you've got to be willing to reorient yourself. Mm, and that's an interesting thing you talked about internal. I think a lot of organizations when they hit something like this a roadblock whether it be a, a staff member has a roadblock i have a roadblock whatever they tend to look external for a solution which is much like the training course scenario i talked about before you're looking to go mm-hmm. outside the organization to find the answer when actually often the resources sit internally so Usually in a team, there's somebody, like you said before, different areas of your life are maybe stronger than another. So somebody else in your team may well be doing particularly well in an area that somebody else isn't. So what are the characteristics of that person and could they each mentor each other to lift them out of that space? Yes, and I'm a fan of not reinventing the wheel. You know, more than likely there's somebody out there who is doing, being, or having what it is that you want. And people honestly love to help other people. People love to say yes when you make the ask, but you have to be willing to make the ask. And what can happen instead is that people will think that uh, they're going to be viewed uh, poorly because they don't have their hands around it, that they don't have it under control. You know, you're doing yourself a, dis- a disadvantage by keeping it all to yourself, saying that you must figure it out because that's just a recipe for stress. 
And, you know, you're, you're not going anywhere. And when you're stressed, that's no fun. It just makes Jack a dull boy. Well, I'm wondering, does some of that stuff come from, uh, I guess, the silo mentality that used to exist in, was it the industrial era, um, where elements of a business were organised and those on the production line uh, did their job and they didn't question the next level of management up and the level of management up told the production line people what to do. Uh, I guess, you know, that's that's that, that sort of scenario and mo- we're moving away from that. Our uh, way of operating a- as organisations has changed as a result of I guess, um, you know, the, the change in um, the economy, how we now have such a knowledge economy as opposed to it being that very much industrial economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if that's where it came from. I honestly don't know. Uh, it makes sense to me. And I know that what you described still exists. And I know that I've worked in that environment with the silos. And, uh, you know, that's just, it's... Um, it's not very empowering at all. Mm. And and it's hard to shift away when you've got a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. And that's, yes. that's, that's another challenge in itself, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm guessing not only can these things, what do I want instead, um, thinking about it, taking the first step, reframing and then looking for resources. Obviously, they can work as individuals. Um, Many of our listeners are responsible for teams, um, organisations from a learning and development perspective. Can they incorporate questions like that in their regular meetings? Like I recommend to my clients that one of the things that they can do to continue the learning as far as IT is concerned beyond our um, you know intensive work together might be to ask three questions. What's working? What's not working? And what do you need help with? is uh, what do I want instead one of those types of questions that you could incorporate as as part of your weekly team meetings, et cetera, to, to help people recognise the roadblocks and help them uh, be equipped to move through? Oh, absolutely. What do we want instead? Um, you know, what, what do you see happening are all those types of questions. You know, especially we talked a little bit about difficult people, Uh, you know, people who want to bring their problems to you and they want you to fix your problems. And, you know, one of the easiest things that you can say to get buy-in from them is, well, you know, I sense that this is something that you feel passionately about. You know, what are your thoughts on this? What do you think about this? What are some potential solutions that you've come up with? And and make them part of the process. So absolutely, with teams, uh, you know, they can support each other from an individual basis, but also as a team collectively. You know, where are we going? So individual and collective support, I like that, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. um, I think we're starting to move more towards that collaborative team, internal community sort of environment. Whereas in the past, as we said, it's been a little bit more siloed. But you know, mm-hmm. we still have organisations that exist in that framework. But the more that we can be collaborative and share and support, the better it is for everybody. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, mentoring relationships and. Uh, masterminds and you know way that people can share knowledge it it only uh, makes the pie bigger it it, you know the rising tide lifts all boats so what sort of work have you been doing in organizations to help them uh, you know get through the mental roadblocks well I 
I speak on mindset, and so how I approach it, it is from a leadership, a communication, and an influence. Those are the kind of the three uh, the three quadrants that I that I float through uh, related to mindset. And so from leadership, it, it is about personal leadership. It, it is about who the person is. You know that introspection that we talked about. Uh, you know you can't lead anybody else if you don't understand where you're coming from, and so that's all about mindset. And, you know, when it comes to communication and, and the, the people who push your buttons, you've had those, haven't you, Donna? Yeah. People who pushed your buttons, right? People who have stepped on your last nerve. Uh, it, and it's interesting when I speak to groups and, and then I turn around and I ask them and I say, well, well, whose button is it? And, and you know, their eyes kind of get a little big and they're like, well, it's mine. <laughs> exactly. And so that, you know, that's also mindset and requires you to go in introspectively and, and figure out, you know, why it is that you're getting triggered. Uh, so, you know, that's the, in, in my world, professional success is a personal responsibility. And so that, that is my mission to go to, uh, groups and, uh, associations and corporations to help people take personal responsibility for their professional success. And from a mindset perspective, because if you want to make any change in your life, in your career, whatever, it has to start with what goes on between your own two years. I like that very much. So uh, the, the organizations you've worked with, what sort of results have you seen from people? Have there been things that have you've sort of gone, wow, what a difference that's made. We, that person's moved from here to here. And I'm really proud of that. Yes, yes. And and usually, I, you know, I'm in and out and I get some feedback afterwards. But when I get the direct feedback after I've gone in and I've done either a keynote or a half day or a full day uh, is invariably, I will have someone come up to me and say, you were talking just to me. It, it was like what you said, you were speaking just to me. And so when you get a chance to connect with a person on that level, you know that you've hooked into something that's going to cause them to shift. Uh, but what I have what I have seen is that uh, you know, in the talks and in the uh, sessions that people are breaking through their limiting beliefs. You know, the things that they had formerly thought about themselves are now rethinking that they do have more potential than they originally thought that they had had. And they know that they have far more influence in their career than they originally thought they had had too. So it just, it, you know, it builds new strategies and people walking out the door and, okay, you know, what are you going to do with this? And telling me that, you know, this is how they're going to implement this strategy and why they're going to do this this way. And, you know, that's just what makes my heart go pitter-patter. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is interesting because we really don't realize, well, A, we often don't realize the programming that we do have in our brain and B, we don't necessarily realize where it comes from. And I guess it doesn't matter where it comes from. What matters is the awareness that it's there and then going, well, this this no longer serves me. I want to move that on. Mm-hmm. So, yes. And I mean, you hear that quite often, you know, you hear of people that are quite successful in a field and, and they're told they're never going to amount to anything and uh, they turn around and, and prove the naysayers wrong. Oh, yes. And, and that was my husband. Exactly. When he was young and he had a guidance counselor, you know, that's pretty much what they told him. And, uh, you know, he started uh, two businesses, two very successful businesses and had since sold them and retired and has been uh, just had a very gratifying and fulfilling life. But, you know, if that seed is planted, some people hold on to that seed and other people say, oh, yeah, no, that's not mine. And I'm going in a different direction. So, you know, you can be one of those people, too, if so you, you choose. You can make, yeah, choice. Exactly mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, well, Debbie, 
that's some really great insights on how we can unlock uh, particularly our own um, you know mental roadblocks and limiting beliefs but also our teams and how that can increase our productivity if some of our listeners want to get in contact with you to discuss what you do or how you may be able to assist what's the best way uh, you can reach me uh, through my website, www.gettingtoclarity.com, or my email is debbie at gettingtoclarity.com. So that's D-E-B-B-I-E. Mm-hmm, correct. Excellent. Look, Debbie, thanks again so much for your time today and for your insights on locking, unlocking your own and your team's mental roadblocks to increase productivity. Listeners, thank you for joining us for this Expert Insight Show. For more information on our services, visit the three W's donnahanson.com.au or the three W's primesolutions.net.au. Until next time, this is Donna Hanson helping you work smarter and not harder with technology. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Expert Insights Show. If you've enjoyed the show, why not subscribe via the podcast page on www.donnahanson.com.au or through iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn or Stitcher. Until next time, as Donna says, don't forget to work smarter and not harder with technology.